live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today, number one best-selling author, and my daughter. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Filippo is with us to start this hour in Los Angeles. Hi, Filippo. How are you? Hi. Great. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? Uh, so uh, I'm working my way. Uh, we, actually, my wife and I are working our way through the baby steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got your book, that Total Money Makeover. I'm reading through that. Um, we had the, the, a nice emergency fund for now, about $3,000 in it. And... Um, I'm trying to plan out the debt repayment because we have uh, two cart loans that amount at about 50000 total. And I have a an, uh, HELOC uh, on our house, and it has about uh, 125000 in it. Um, so a, yeah, all right, a, a debt on the HELOC or an amount that is not used on the HELOC? No, no, the debt on the HELOC. You uh, owe 120000 on your HELOC? Correct. Ugh, okay. Um, 50,000 on your cars. Well, what do you make? Uh, total about between 140 and 160 a year. Okay. All right. And, and, and you uh, have $3,000 right now. In the emergency fund. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And your question's what? Uh, uh, so I want to sell both cars cause I can probably get, um, what we owe, uh, back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm wondering if I should use the HELOC to pay for a much lower payment car um, and so to consolidate all that in one or to get another another way smaller loan to get a, a car. Because we can get another car from my sister-in-law uh, that my wife can use. Mm-hmm. And then we will need a family car because we have an 11-month-old mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to sell the two the cars you owe fifty thousand on. They'll bring fifty, and then you've got you're going to get a car from your sister in law, and then you got to get another car on payments, but it'll be less than fifty. Oh yeah, I, I was thinking about between fifteen and twenty. Okay, all right, somewhere in that range. So the it, neither one of your car current cars are uh, fifteen or twenty. No, they're uh, one is twenty three, the other one is twenty four. Okay. Well, moving from twenty three to fifteen is not that big a deal when you make one sixty. So I'd probably just keep one of those, sell the other one, mm-hmm. and take your sister in law's car and call it a day, and let's get it, it then okay. let's get it paid off as fast as possible. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Yeah, which one of those you want to keep? Uh, the truck because it's it's bigger and you know, for the baby and the the, the if we have to move stuff. So it's got a it's a crew cab. It's got a second cab in it, or second row of seats. Yeah, it's, it's a super crew. It's yeah, a okay. F-150 All right. So yeah, yeah. You can. It's basically a four door car. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's good for travel too. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Keep keep one of them, and then let's get the other one paid off as soon as possible. If that's your only debt, except your home. Yeah, I mean the car, and then the HELOC that I want to. You know, it's 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 burdening on me. It's like a thousand dollars a month payments. Yeah, we mm-hmm. tell folks on the uh, on HELOCs they go in baby step six if they're more than mm-hmm. half your annual income. 
which they are in your case. Yeah. So I'm going to roll it yeah. over to six. What's your uh, more mortgage balance on your first mortgage? Uh, five twenty five. What's your interest rate on that? Uh, three point two. Hmm. What's the interest rate on the HELOC? Well, we started at six, and now it's about nine. Yeah. In the last week. Uh, this is why we tell people not to do these all the time. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I, I Normally, I would lean into it in baby step two because it's, uh, I mean, in six because it's more than half your annual income. But uh, uh-huh. once you get rid of the car debt, I probably would reach over and start smacking it because it's such a high interest rate. Exactly. I think I can, once I get rid of the car payments, I can start throwing like, you know, somewhere between three and 4000 a month at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably wise. I'm, I'm with you on that. Let's do that. But yeah, I would keep the truck and pay it off and sell the other one and take the okay. sister-in-law car for the second car. And uh, that puts you in a really good place. You're making good moves there. Mm-hmm. For sure. When I think, you know, it's so interesting with the HELOC discussion, because even talking to people that we know in our lives are like, oh, it's, a, it's such an easy route to feel like you get what you want when you want it kind of thing, especially with your house. If you're going to go do renovations, all of it, it's, it is the one piece of debt that I'm starting to hear people justifying. Oh, they've always justified everything, but the, the, it's the the thing is it's a sleeper Mm -hmm. because it sounds like, Oh, well, this is no big deal. When it's putting into my house, it's actually a piece of crap. As far as debt goes, it's a really horrible product. And here's the reason you put your home at risk to go on vacation i mean how stupid is that well i know a lot of people do home at risk to buy a couch or to do renovations or to do a renovation yeah you know Mm -hmm. instead of cash flowing the renovations and it was just it was just immaturity i want it and i want it now and i'm four freaking years old that's all it is and then but i but i am i've got it on a heloc and that makes it sound sophisticated (laughs) you're not sophisticated it's stupid and so are they always variable rates? And that's the other problem. They they have calls in them. They'll re you requalify you. You lose your job, and that thing comes up with a call. They'll foreclose on your butt. Yeah. So or they'll have a three year balloon on them, or and they've got a stinking variable rate. And variable rates were great for the decade that we sat around at three percent. You didn't worry about a variable rate, but now you guys are facing reality out there. Is it re- variable rate means variable. And it usually means up when it comes to a bank, right? So here we go. Now you get screwed. Now you got a 9% second mortgage on your house. Oh, yeah. my, bless his heart. I mean, I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's upset about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. yeah it's, it, the problem, though, is what you're saying is true. It's just, it, it, it's, well, and I think it's seasonal it, everybody life. Everybody acts like it's okay. Yes. And it's a horrible product. And it's so interesting when you go through life and you look from 18 to 65 and you start to watch these financial products really play a bigger role in your seasonal life. So if you are, if you've been married, you have kids, you're kind of in that seasonal life of like the 30s, 40s, that's when the HELOC, right? It's not as much the student loan anymore. You're trying to pay right, it off. Right. The student loan was the discussion in your 20s. Then it moves to uh, well, you move into you, and, and all car, along you've been overspending on credit cards. So now we're going to yeah. move those over onto the HELOC. Yeah, I mean, and like, we're going to keep spending like we're in Congress. You watch it, and then you get to the you know your your age group, and it's oh, reverse no, reverse mortgages and all this stuff. So I'm like, you just have to be aware. Your season of life, they they know how to how to how to 
pick at the places that you're discontent in yeah. thinking i can get ahead in this and we the probably do need to write a blog about stupid things at each decade of your life yeah the 20s the, the 20s stupid things the 30s stupid things the 30s, 40s stupid things the 50s stupid things the 60s and 70s stupid things yeah they're stupid things we can tell how old you are by the stupid things you're doing <laughs> this is the ramsey show I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Rachel Cruz is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. If you like what you hear, help us out. We need your help. Subscribe to the show. Click the subscribe button. Click the follow button. Share the show. Clip a link out. And click a Cut a link out and send it to your friends or click the share button. Anything like that that you can do helps us. It moves everything around in the algorithms and lets people out there in the land of YouTube and podcast know that we're there. If we're listening, if you're listening on your local radio station, thank you for that. Tell people that we're there on talk radio, 680 talk radio stations right now. Thank you very much. And even uh, TBN, we're on TBN every day. So if you get that app or you're watching that on your cable provider, either one, thank you. Thank you for hanging out wherever you are and help us spread the word and leave a five-star review. Say something nice. Saying something nice on the internet. That would be cool. That'd be, that some, be, that'd be nice. a new thing to say something nice, nice on the internet. Uh, Jacob is in Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, Jacob. How are you? Doing well, sir. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, I was just calling because uh, obviously I, uh, I enjoy listening to you and uh, respect your opinion. Thank but you. My fiance and I, we're looking to move from Fort Worth back to our home state of Minnesota. Cool. And so I was looking to get your opinion about kind of what to look for when buying our first home and um, looking at like a, a fixer upper versus a house that's already in like prestige shape. Uh, maybe in a growing market. Our idea is that we're not going to be here forever or in that home. So we're looking to grow equity um, in the smartest way possible. Fiance. Did you say fiance? Yes, sir. Yeah, my fiance and I. Yeah. When are you getting married? Um, well, we keep pushing it off. We've been engaged for about two years, but we uh, were originally from Minnesota. We moved down to Kansas City for two years, and then we moved to Fort Worth kind of on a whim. And then decided, so we're hoping to get married at the end of next year, but our goal is to buy a home first. Don't. Do not buy a home with someone you're not married to. You're going to get yourself into legal, relational, spiritual, and financial trouble. Don't do it. Don't do it. I talked to a gal, okay. a gal yesterday that called me. She had been living with a guy for eight years. They had two cars in their names, four credit cards in their names, and a house in their names, and he left. You know what she is screwed. She can't get, she Definitely. can't sell any of it. 
because he won't sign the titles to any of it. He won't pay the payments on any of it. So she's being forced into bankruptcy because of this right here. Don't do this. Go to see the preacher and get your butt married before you buy a house. Okay? Because you're going to get in a mess, dude. You're going to get in a serious mess. Don't do that. I've been doing this 30 years. All I've heard is pain around this subject. No one ever gets blessed by what you're trying to do here. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Now, once you get up there and you're married, because you're going to go get married this weekend. Now and you know it's her. Y'all been together two years. So I'm like, just get the yeah. license. You guys are married. You're acting like you're married. You're basically married. Yeah, Painter, get off the ladder. Yeah. You got this, Jacob. So, yeah. anyway. I, mean, I believe I in you. To, uh, I debated about that. Um, you know, part of it was going to get our license, like you, like you just said. And then all the other part of me was thinking about, like, it was her special day. So I kind of wanted everything to happen at once. Yeah. But our goal is to this is our biggest investment and we're not looking to, you know, a lot of people take out loans and they have these uh, fancy weddings that cost so much money, but that's not really what we're looking for, um, for the long game, but it is still her special day. Yeah, it is her special Um, day. So don't screw it up with buying a house before the special day. And then y'all have no special days. Definitely. definitely. Okay. So you recommend, um, you know, like just going to get a simple license or, or, or I don't care. I mean, way. y'all figure it out, figure out what, you, what, well, the what, point our, is that what her special day looks like, but I would not put your name on a deed with someone that you are not married to. You're creating what your attorney would tell you is called a general partnership with no general partnership documents. And so I, and I've seen all kinds of horrible things happen to people in these situations. Some of them are just mean. Some of them are sad. But it just, it's a mess. I one guy, his fiance got killed now, and there was no will. She got killed in a car wreck. And now he owns a house with her mother. Talk about awkward. That story. Yeah, talk about awkward. I that's a I mess. So don't do that. No. Okay. Now, so y'all figure out how, whether, you know, how you're going to get married. But before you're married, before you buy a house together, get married. Now, let's pretend you're married, and then we'll answer your question. If you're brand new married, I would not buy a fixer upper. Fixer-uppers are hard work. It's tough. It's distracting. I would want you to focus on each other and be in love instead of hanging curtains and, Tiling pe- a and peeling old old wallpaper Because, off. let me say this, it, it's, it's romanticized on HGTV. It, uh, it, it feels like, oh, my gosh, we're going to fix this house up and get what we want, all of it. And it does end up being usually more expensive the time frame is longer. You're dealing with contractors. You're trying to, I mean, you, it's a second job is basically what that is. And, and so for you your live, first year of marriage, you, you live in that. dust, perpetual yeah. dust. It's it, dust it's not, it's all a, the it's time. Some people do it well, but it sounds a whole lot better than the actual reality of it. There, there, there's nothing good about it. I've renovated <laughs> one house while I lived in it. It's a disaster. I'm sitting yeah. in a lawn chair right on plywood floors because everything's ripped up watching the super bowl one time i told sharon i said you might be a redneck if you're sitting in your own house inside in a lawn chair on a plywood floor watching the super bowl that's what renovating a house is it ain't chip and joanna i'm just telling you nobody's hair's done the makeup's (laughs) not right it's all bad okay there's no reality in reality tv hgtv has ruined your perception of this thing so no i would not do a fixer-upper not my first house. If you're going to do a fixer-upper, don't live in it while you're doing it. Live somewhere else, fix it up over there, then move in it. If you want to do a, if you want to get a, some equity from some work being done, it can be a little, little bit of light work. Like we've got to do, we got to tear all the landscaping out. We got to run a coat of paint through the thing. 
that's okay. But this idea we're going to knock down walls and, and, and you know, the decorator is going to prance through and tell you, uh, no, no. And the kitchens, no, you're killing me. No, don't please Now, your don't expectation, do though, may have to lower that depending on what you guys can afford, yeah. the, you know, that it won't be this top of the line either though right so like there's a there's a you're right a medium I, there of like yeah but, but that's a good be. point i i forget that these reality shows that aren't reality that have nothing to do with they're scripted as they can be um and the hilarious thing is people in the industry call them unscripted tv but they're about they're more scripted than a dadgum sitcom and then and they've romanticized it make, make yeah. you know between commercial breaks the whole thing gets done and, and it, no, it's eight months later and you're still sucking drywall dust while you're trying to sleep. You know, it's just, it's nasty. I grew up in the construction business. I've done probably 1500 rehabs in my life. I used to do it for a living. You don't want to do that. It's yeah. not, yeah. it's not what TV portrays it to be. You're right about that. I had thought, I had not thought about that part of the problem. Sounds dreamy and romantic. Yeah. It's not, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's shocking to you people, but those people on The Bachelor could have got a date without the TV show. It's shocking, I know. But, um, yeah, it's it's if they were really looking to not be a Bachelor, it probably could have worked it out. But um, so without any – anyway, so, yeah, that, that's funny. Ra- Rachel's favorite show. Is that your favorite show still? Uh, it's moved on to The Real Housewives. So the Real Housewives? We can, talk, we can talk reality TV another day, Dave. You uh, will not like my reality TV. No, People I don't like any reality TV. And the Kardashians' new season's out. You know? Oh, I love it. Gosh. I think it's all fantastic. You are so culturally relevant. I think I... That I am. <laughs> that I am. You kept mentioning Tiger King even like six months ago. I was like, oh, Dave, no one watches that anymore. No, I mean... That, that was a that COVID was, thing. That was a thing we during the Fauci pandemic. In. But hey, Love is Blind talks a lot. We watch Tiger King. Yeah, but Love is Blind talks a lot about money. There's a lot of conversations around it. None of it makes sense. Yeah. All right, there we go. (laughs) You never know. Uh, Good luck, Jacob. I hope it works out for you, my brother. Uh, Sorry you called in and got a speech, but I don't want I don't want bad things for you. I I love you, and I want want you to win. You see how I feel growing up? Yeah, that's That's what I got. What Rachel got at the dinner table in a living room. Still in counseling for it. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is our co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. One of the things we love looking outside the windows of our studio is seeing all the people in the lobby 
as we're doing our show. It's on from 1 to 4 Central Time every day, and people come from all over and sit and watch the show, get free homemade cookies and free coffee. And the second thing we love is there's a debt-free stage, and people come in and we do their debt-free screams. And the best debt-free screams of all are those that work on our team. So an actual Ramsey team member is ready to do a debt-free scream with a better than I deserve t-shirt on. I mean, you, you're wearing <laughs> the colors and everything. I love it. So Tracy and Brian, Tracy Camus is our, one of our uh, leadership team here. She's a newly minted leader on our team and is a senior director of supply chain uh, logistics, which means she makes the world go round around here and her husband, Brian, and, uh, here to do a debt-free scream. Congratulations, you two. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, right. Rachel. So you've been here about, what, three or four months, right? Uh, it was 90 days last week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Good. Good. Brian, what do you do? Sheet metal. Awesome. Very cool. That's a great trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing good right now, I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, booming. Yeah, good for you. Congratulations. So uh, how much debt did you two pay off? $462,000. Good. Oh, my gosh, Tracy. And how long did this take? 48 months. 48 months. Wow. All right. And we don't ask your income since your team members are all standing <laughs> around here. Uh, that would be a little bit awkward. So uh, we're not going to do that. But uh, uh, what kind of debt was this? Uh, everything student loans, credit cards, uh, 401k loans, consolidation debt. Uh, you name it, we had it, a leased car. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, in our house. Okay. And, and, so, and our house. And our house. As yeah. she says it as a passing. <laughs> okay. And you paid off as your much. home. Yes. Okay, so tell us the story. What happened? Because I know you you guys moved here yes. to take this position. I yes. remember that when you were coming in. Mm-hmm. And um, so you moved here, and how did this all go down? Um, about in the end of 2018, I took a new position um, at my previous company um, in supply chain. And um, I... Uh, was it had switched the time that I was listening to someone else on the radio and on Sirius XM in my nice leased car. And I, uh, it was at the end of the day, so I wasn't listening to her anymore. And you came on because she had switched channels. And um, I was like, who's this guy from that has his accent, you know, from the <laughs> South? I don't know who this guy is, but he's talk, asking people questions that you're not supposed to ask people. You're not supposed to ask people how much they make. You're not supposed to ask people you know, how much debt they have, and you're not supposed to ask them all these personal questions, like this taboo thing, and everybody was just telling you all this information, and you weren't shaming them for anything. Well, I mean, sometimes you're hard on them, but you weren't, <laughs> you weren't like, shaming them. You were, like, kind to them and trying to help them um, have hope, and um, earlier that year, I had received the largest um, bonus I had ever received at my previous company, and I took it it was $18,000 and I took it. I paid off all my credit cards. And by the time I was listening to you, it was already back up to 12,000. Wow. Mm. And we, um, were not, uh, doing our budgets to get, we weren't doing our finances together. Um, we got married at a later, um, age in life and we decided that, you know, we don't need to do our finances together. Um, and then you were saying that we did. And so, um, anyway, so a couple weeks later, I got your total money makeover book, listened to it in like a couple days. Um, and then I came to him and I said, Hey, um, I think we should do this plan. And, uh, and oh, by the way, I have like a ton of debt. 
and um, he didn't know. Um, so that's where it started. So Brian, uh, she had to tell mm-hmm. you how much debt. How much debt did you have? Was all of it yours? Uh, most of it was mine. Um, he ha- would. You have a credit card and like a small student loan that you're hanging on to. <laughs> yeah, uh, a few credit cards with whatever one debt. Yeah. two grand on them a piece or something yeah, so like she that. tells you there's this pile of debt what did you do go holy crap yep she's like you want to work together <laughs> you're like nope i think i'm doing pretty good no i don't thank you it was it was tough to put it all in one pot I'll yeah bet. i bet for sure yes a lot it of was, couples feel yeah. that uh-huh so what did you think though brian when she's like okay i want to work i do want to work together let's come let's let's do this subject as a married couple together what was your because are you more of the spender saver like what's y'all's dynamic she's the spender i can tell by the debt well i guess i don't want to always mark i don't want to mark spenders like that because i am i'm not guiltless but i'll uh yeah i usually do my research yeah and plan it and save it yeah and then do it anyway but not just do it and then pay it off later that's right because if you can't afford it you don't buy it yeah exactly so that was in 2018 so did mm-hmm. you guys start pretty immediately together in that or pretty much i think we we started looking at the budget um back in the day you used to have to hand write the budget mm-hmm. and it was driving me nuts mm-hmm. um and so I, but i took, brought one to him and i said hey why don't you do this mock budget and see how much you think you're spending and i'll see how much i think i'm spending and that was kind of what opened the door for us to see that um we were just we weren't telling each other yeah. when we we're going to the grocery store. Mm. I'm buying bread. He's buying bread. Everybody's buying bread. Or <laughs> every, I'm buying steak. He's bread. buying lobster or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And so in um, 2019, we started FPU. And um, and then we just started, you know, hammering the debt. And mm-hmm. um, I paid off the, we paid off the uh, the lease nine months early and turned it in early. And I got my hoopty. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about that is, you know, God has a sense of humor because when I went to get the title for my hoopty, um, they gave me the license plate and it said BMW on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not a BMW. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's not a BMW. It's a That's 1999 fun. Toyota Solera. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we did the plan. Um, it only. It, we actually did it pretty quickly. Um, we got our. Uh, emergency fund in place and um so you're debt free everything but the house oh yeah we're debt free everything but the house in 2020 COVID hit and he went out of work and instead of us being freaked out we we were relaxed and we actually invested in a a Roth IRA for him um two years in a row and we did really well that year because uh everybody was freaking out about COVID investments and we just listened to what you had to say and we're like well let's just see what happens and it went through the roof so it was cool yeah um and then um through that journey um we because of that we became um we started believing in jesus again um Mm -hmm. or i started believing in jesus again and what god could do and i brought brought him along um and through that my dad um also came to know jesus before he passed away wow Mm. wow wow it's a big story yeah with so much yeah and then you guys move here to take the job and sell the house back home yep we, we we moved here um sold the house and took we just decided that god blessed us with enough equity that um we should be able to buy a house with cash and so mm. that's what we did when we got here so we are 100 percent debt free and it's wow. awesome what a great Gosh. story tracy and brian that's amazing boom well we're proud to have you on the team but we're proud of you too Thank both you. of mm-hmm. you both of you absolutely incredible yeah, uh, man, 
There's a lot going on there in Such 48 a months. Mm -hmm. A lot happening in your lives. And uh, it's very cool. Mm. Very cool. We're so happy you get, you're here, part of this team. You're you. obviously very skilled at what you do um, here in, within your discipline. But uh, everybody has also embraced you immediately as a team member and as a key part of the leadership team. So congratulations. And way to go, y'all. How's it feel to not have a payment in the world? fantastic yeah <laughs> amen awesome yeah. amen well way to go you guys all right tracy camus our senior director of supply chain her husband brian four hundred sixty-two thousand dollars paid in 48 months and two people walking with jesus count mm. it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two one we're, we're debt-free debt yeah, yeah. Done. Wow. Wow. A lot happened. I wish we had a whole other segment with them. I'm like, there's so many questions I want to ask. Incredible. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Well done. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Bobby Knight said, the key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. It is the will to prepare to win that is important. Well, rest in peace, Bobby Knight. We lost him this week. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Alex is in Norfolk, Virginia. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hi, Dave. I'm doing good. How about you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, so last night, my wife turned to me before bed and told me that she didn't feel satisfied at work anymore and that it was, it was causing her too much stress. And it just wasn't what she expected when she joined the the job. She works as a a social worker um, while she's waiting to save up to go into her master's so she can become a clinical psychologist. Um, she moved here about three years ago when uh, we came here to Virginia. And she she's had plenty of jobs since then, but they've never lasted longer than about six months before she would either find a better job or uh, maybe they had a disagreement at work or um, she couldn't take the job anymore. And we're, we're in the middle of paying off the student loans from, uh, from her psychology degree. And we just found out that um, my wife is pregnant like a month ago. So congratulations, it's, it's all kind of hitting me off. Thank you. It's all kind of hitting me all at once. I mean, I'm very excited about the baby, but I was very, I was very collected when she told me about it. She was surprised. And I told her it's because we're financially stable. We're on a plan. I don't have to worry about knowing if we're going to be able to afford the baby or not, because I know that we can, but if she's moving, if, if she's planning on moving to a different job that it shakes my, my, um, my structure, I guess, like it, it shakes my rock. I don't have, I don't, I know that we can get by on my income, but what we do you make by with a baby? 
I'm a, I'm in the Navy. I make, uh, I, I make 40, 4,200 a month. Okay. $50,000 a year. Away. What does she make? She makes 23 a month. Okay. $30,000 a year. Okay. Yep. And we put 3000 towards her debt every month. How much uh, student loan debt is for, uh, 57. That's what it was last month. 57,000. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Is that y'all's only debt, Alex? Yes. We thought it was a lot less than that until she graduated and we looked at the numbers and it was twice that. Twice of what you thought. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you think, not to like psychoanalyze her, but what, what's the, with the job changes that are pretty consistent with her, what, what do you think the, what do you think the thing is about that? So her, the, her, the reoccurring thing is she doesn't find meaning in her work. When she works somewhere that she finds meaning at, then she, she never complains about it. And she hasn't complained about this job for she, she's been there six months now. She hasn't complained about it until the last um, two months. She she would she started mentioning that she was tired of training. She's been training on the computer ever since she got to the job. And every time they give her opportunity to come forth and like do something that actually deals with social work, um, she like trips or fumbles or doesn't get something right. And uh, then somebody gets upset with her. She's got some rude coworkers. And then she, I, I think she just can't handle it. And she brought up that um, a lady called her that was supposed to have called her a month ago so that they could fix something. But then they, now they couldn't fix it because she didn't call when she was supposed to. And she got cussed out of the phone and she wanted the job so she could help people. And she doesn't feel like she's helping people. She feels like people are getting angry at her for trying to help. Okay. How old is she? Uh, 23. Mm. Okay. Um, what, 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 what can we do to help? Um, I just, I want to know, I, I want her to be happy in her work. I don't, I, I love listening to the Ken Coleman show and I believe in like working at something that you feel passionate about. And I want her to feel passionate about what she does, but I, I'm scared because so much is going on right now and she wants to make this choice. Mm -hmm. I want to back her in whatever she wants, but I want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, th there's two reasons that we work. One is to self-actualize and have purpose and meaning in our work and do work that matters. And that certainly needs to be the long-term goal. All right. The second reason we work is we're grown-ups and we have to feed our family and you suck it up and put a callus on your hand and you do the work. That's the two reasons yes, you work. Now, here's the point. What Ken Coleman is telling people and what we tell people here and have for 30 years is, uh, you don't suck it up for 38 years. You suck it up for 38 months, but she has never once sucked it up. She has never once stiffened her backbone and walked through a tough time. Every time the wind blows, she goes out the door. That's who you've described to us for the past few minutes. And so she has a baby on the way and $57,000 in debt.
This is when you suck it up. If somebody's mean to you, oh, well, welcome, welcome to the world. Deal with it. Suck it up. She has a, she has a, um, she has some ang- problems with anxiety. And she wants to be a psychologist? And... <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. We're going to have to do something. She's going to have to, at 23 years old, she's going to have to develop some toughness to be able to be a mommy and to be a grown-up. And uh, I'm not saying anxiety is not real, and I'm not saying just pretend like yeah. you're not anxious. That's not the point. If she needs to see a counselor, fine, let's see a counselor. But but this idea that every time it gets rough at work, we quit, you're yeah. never going to keep a job in your whole life. I own this place, and some days I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I can do anything I want to do, but I do it anyway. And Alex, I think the, and I think the hard thing – what you're going to have to discover is you can't control her as much as you want it for her. She has to want it herself and her own journey of understanding herself and why she is the way she is. Why we all are right. We all have to get to that point where we're like, okay, what, what has caused me to have these patterns in my life? The wake up call has to come from her. It can't come from you wanting her to have it. And that's going to be a tough position that you're in Alex. You're calling the show for her, right? Let me me ask you something. She got brothers and sisters. No, she's an only child. I thought so. Okay. And so she's her daddy's little princess, isn't she? Uh, no, she had uh, dad problems. Oh, okay. So he he left, he left the picture halfway through. Okay. All right. Because um, this, uh, it, it, it sounds like that... Um, Mom, it's a lot of hurt. She has a lot. She's functioning she's dealing, out of she's a dealing, lot. She's dealing of, with a lot of hurt. And a lot of her, when she feels rejection, she yeah. bounces, Alex, probably yeah. from what you just told us in the last 30 seconds from her story. I mean, there's a lot of her stories she has to become aware of for her to heal and become a whole person yeah. and not to bounce. So I, so part of me is like, I understand why she's doing it, but it's, it doesn't make it okay. And so it puts you in a tough position. And so you're going to have to sit down and have a, and you guys have to lay out these numbers and just say, hey, for the next nine months, because when you have a baby, depending on what you want to do, like we have to be in this. We have to we have to figure out a way to pay down this debt so that we're not drowning financially. And you need to be and I want and I want you as your husband. I'm seeing this long term. I want play you to out. be. Yes, I want her to be long term. I want her to be in something she loves and where she's helping people yeah. and, and where she's not having to deal with toxic work coworkers. I don't I don't blame her for that. Long term, I want her to be there, but short term, we got to be a grown up. And a baby to baby to feed. We got debt to pay off, and um, and we probably do need to get to the bottom of, from a psychological standpoint, why we're studying psychology, and get into this. That puts us our the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.